our approach results in our spending much more than other industrialized country for, statistically speaking, no better results. Americans actually have been relatively passive about the considerable evidence that we are getting mediocre health care compared to other countries. Yet there is intense opposition to adaptation of the American system so that it reflects more of the efficiencies of modern European systems. At this point, the idea is politically off the table. Overall, however, the health care debate seems to be in a renewed stage of vitality. Given the rapid cost increases for medical procedures and coverage, the quest for a better way has become even more vigorous. As the late Herb Stein put it, if something cannot go on forever, it will stop. Moreover, the persistence of uneven coverage makes even the most self-reliant of us uneasy. As does a steady stream of stories regarding alarmingly inefficient medical care. Adding to these concerns, the aging of the population means even greater demands for more medical services. The debate over health care is likely to be at or near the top of the public agenda for the foreseeable future. In most of the developed world, universal health care coverage is standard. The question is, how long will the United States remain the outlier from this pattern? While the debate about universal health care has been revived in this country, it remains too early to judge whether it will gain the momentum needed to overturn the considerable political resistance and enormous practical questions. The fact that 46 million Americans are uninsured ought to provoke a powerful call for action. Perhaps this is just a measure of the limited political clout held by this portion of the population, but it should be cause for great concern because it affects costs for everyone. Because the uninsured often seek uncompensated care through emergency rooms, the financial burden of these services is transferred to current payers into the system in the form of higher costs. While there is movement underway in Massachusetts, California, and other states to provide universal health care since the failure of the Clinton Health Plan of the 1990s, Proposals for sweeping health care reform at the federal level have been scarce. But this long, dormant debate seems likely to break out again, as some members of Congress have pledged to take on the problem. There will be fierce resistance from some quarters, but the time has come for a fresh discussion of the American form of health care. In that sense, a book by Dr. Arnold Relman the distinguished former editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, could not be more timely. Over two decades ago, Relman coined the phrase medical industrial complex to describe the recent relatively unheralded rise of the new industry that supplies healthcare services for profit. He feared that this industry would worsen the problems of overuse and fragmentation of medical services lead to overemphasis on using new medical technology and unduly influence debates over national health policy. In this book, Relman finds that his predictions have been borne out and that the influence of what one writer calls money-driven medicine 
has increased dramatically. He offers evidence to refute the claims of for-profit medicine to greater efficiency. He doubts that health savings accounts and other consumer-driven plans will lower costs and reduce the number of uninsured. Relman proposes a bold single-payer model for universal coverage, combined with a not-for-profit system for the delivery of medical care that is based on prepaid, multi-specialty group practices and salaried physicians. He believes that reform of the insurance system will not control rising costs without a major change in the organization of medical practice and the payment of physicians. He also calls on doctors to reclaim their roles as counselors to patients and managers of clinical decision-making and to jumpstart the reform campaign.